Hello everybody and welcome back to the podcast. This week's episode is titled, Why Was Man Created After the Animals? It's a fascinating topic. Let's take a look at it. We find in the beginning of the Torah that the animals, some were created on day five, and the human being, Adam, the long-awaited person, was created on day six, after the animals, which means that the final thing to be created over the six days of creation was Adam, was man. Now, if you would have asked us, we would have said that the most important thing in the world is Adam, is man, mankind, human being, and should have been created on day one. But no, not just wasn't he created on day one, he wasn't even created before animals, before insects, before bugs, before fish. He's created the very, very last on day six. And the question is, why is it like that? Why was man created after everything, specifically after the animals? Let's go into this fascinating topic and see if we can uncover something very deep which tells us about the job and mission of man in this world and how ultimately we're going to rectify everything and bring about Mashiach. So there's a Medrash in Parshish Tazriah where the Medrash writes that you see the same pattern in the Torah. Because the Torah talks about Parshish Shemini, about the animals, which ones are Tahar, which ones are Tameh, pure and impure. Then Tazriah it talks about a woman who's pure and impure. And then in Mitzorah we talk about a man that's pure and impure. Once again, you see the Torah spoke about the laws of the animal before it spoke about the law of human beings. And the Medrash writes that just like the creation of man was after the animals, wild animals and birds, so too the Torah of the animals was written before the Torah of the human beings. And once again, it's the same question. So it's following the same pattern, but why is it like that? What's the understanding? What's the secret that our sages Chazal are trying to reveal and elude us over here. So the place to really understand this is based on the words of David Amalek, where he writes in Tehillim, Tehillim Kuf Lamates, 139, plus a He writes like this, which loosely translated means, behind and forward you have formed me. Which means that a person was formed by Kaddish Baruch Hu with something called Achor and something called Kadim, with some behind and with some forward, and that is the form of the human being. Now, we have to obviously understand what on earth does that mean. Now, the Medrash expounds further on this passage, and the Medrash writes, Im Adam, if a person merits, he lives his life with Torah, mitzvahs, Omrim we tell that person, Atah Kadamta, you preceded L'chol You came before the entire creation. Be'imlav, if a person does not merit, which means he does not follow a path of Torah mitzvahs. Omrim we tell such a person, Yitush Kadamcha. Even the little, the, the, the little bug came before you. Shulshul Everything came before you. The animals, the little bugs, the insects, everything came before you. And this is what it means, We were created with an aspect of behind, where we were created the last. And there's an aspect of us which came before my separation, before the creation of the world, and it depends if we're Zohar. If we merit, we're Kadem. If we don't merit, we are Achor with the very last. These are the words of the Medrash. Obviously, this needs a real deep explanation. What does this mean that we're behind and we're forward and we can merit to create, to connect to what's before? If we don't merit, we're what's after. What is going on over here? So to understand this, the Sfasemis is the one that gives us the basic understanding. 
But in order to properly understand the words of the Svasamas, I'm going to digress for a minute and go to a Pasuk in Bereshis with the explanation of the Maharal. So in Bereshis, where it talks about the creation of man, the Pasuk writes, Na'asa Adam. HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, let us make man. Now the commentaries all want to know, what does this mean, Na'asa Adam, let us make man? Who is the us over here? HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the one who's creating us. Who is the let us? Who is the other people, the other entities that are being referenced to over here that are being included in the process of the creation of man? So Rashi writes a fascinating thing. Rashi writes that this is referring to the angels. The HaKadosh Baruch Hu consulted, so to speak, with the angels and asked them, should we create man? Is it a good thing to do to create man? And we're not going to go into why he consulted the angels and why the, what the angels said. But the bottom line is that he told the angels his winning argument why we should create the human being. He says, so to speak, says these words. In the upper worlds, there are entities that have my form. If there's not going to be like my form down here on this world, there's going to be jealousy. But my separation is going to be jealousy amongst the work of creation itself. Which means HaKadosh Baruch Hu is telling the angels that the reason why it has to be that we have to make this Adam, this human being, the reason is because if not, there's going to be great intense jealousy between creation itself. Because in the upper worlds, there's entities that have the form of God. In the lower worlds, there are not. And there's going to be jealousy. Well, Now, this Rashi obviously is cryptic. It's obviously esoteric. What does this mean that there's jealousy? How could the earth and the upper worlds have jealousy between each other? And what is exactly the reason why whatever this jealousy is, but how is Adam solving this problem? If there is friction between the two worlds, whatever this means, then apparently Adam coming along is the answer to this jealousy, to this friction, and we have to understand how is Adam going to solve this problem. So the morale says a beautiful thing. The morale writes that any jealousy comes when there's a clash between two things which don't fit with each other. Where there's no way of connecting these two things. And because they can't connect, there's a source of friction between these two things. If they could connect, there's a magnet that could connect, then they become one. If they cannot connect, that causes jealousy. When you have something which I don't have and I have no way of attaining that, then we are two separate entities which cannot connect in this area and therefore I'm jealous of you. Now when we say that there's going to be jealousy amongst creation, it doesn't mean the feeling of jealousy. It means that there's going to be an aspect of creation with another aspect of creation that can never come together, which is what we call kinna, which is what we call jealousy. And he explains like this. Hashem created in the beginning, Bereshis bar elokim, Esa shamayim ve'esa aretz ha'kadosh baruch created two distinct entities. The entity called shamayim, called heaven, and the entity called aretz, which is earth. These two things are completely different entities. Heaven is spiritual with all the galaxies and the angels and what's beyond them and the sephiros. Everything deep, spiritual exists in an entity called the Shammai. Then he created a very physical world with earth and trees and seas and mountains and animals and people. And this is what you call the arts. Earth, physicality and spirituality created both these things. Now, 
At first glance, and at second glance too, there's no way how these two entities, physical and spiritual, are ever going to come together. Spiritual is not just different to physical, it's the opposite. Spiritual is almost unlimited. Physical is very finite. Spiritual could last forever. Physical at some point is going to fade away. How is there going to be harmony between these two things that Hashem created? Shemayim and Eretz. How is the physical and spiritual ever going to come together? And if they don't, there's going to be jealousy because there's no way, there's going to be two aspects of the world, two big entities that have no way of connecting because they just don't talk the same language. The Shemayim doesn't talk the Eretz language. The physical doesn't talk the spiritual language. And how are they ever going to come together? And if they don't, there's going to be constant friction because the Shemayim is going to be pulling everything upwards to get closer to what's high. And the Eretz naturally pulls everything down into the earth. Everything wants to come down. So you're going to constantly be in a battle of gravity pulling you down and the Shemaim pulling you up. And how do we make these two things come together? And this is the issue that's being discussed over here when we say that there is kinah b'ma'asibarishis. And to this comes Adam. And Hashem says, Na'asa Adam, let us all agree that Adam, that man, is going to solve this friction between these two entities which seemingly cannot come together. And the morale explains amazing. Hashem created an entity which has in it from the highest and has in it from the very lowest and made them into one being. The brilliance of man is that man has inside him a neshama, which is a soul, so to speak, a piece of God, whatever that means, from the highest possible source. Hashem blew into his nostril a breath of life, so to speak, like they say, He blew inside from the highest possible place, so to speak. HaKadosh Baruch Hu's breath himself is inside the person. From the highest possible place in the Shemayim. And then he took a body, which is such a body, that it's, more, it's the most physical body in the world. So much so, that it was created after the animals. It was created on the very last day of creation. This body is a real body. It's physical. It's real arts. It's earth. That's what it is. And now he took these two things and he put them together. So now you have an impossibility, which only Hashem could do. That you have one entity which has in it from the very highest place and from the very lowest place. And now this entity could walk around and unite the entire world. Because we have from the top to the bottom. We span everything. The spectrum's all in the human being. And if we live our life according to the guidebook that Hashem gave us, we could connect the very bottom to the very top. And we're the only ones that could do that. Because the animal only has the earth. The Shemayim, the angels only have the Shemayim. They only have the spirituality. But who's the one that's going to take away this friction between the Shemayim and the Eretz? The only one is the Adam who has the neshama with the guf, and together we're going to live our life in a way that will bind these two worlds together. And now there's no more jealousy. There's no more friction. And that's why Nasa Adam is the solution to this kinah This is all the introduction of what the morale explains on the words of Nasa Adam. Now, having gone this far, we understand already the words of the Sfasemus, where the Sfasemus writes that the reason why Adam was created at the very end is because Adam is now going to have the ability and he's going to have to rectify everything from the bottom up. These are the words of the Sfasemus. Now, like we spoke about last week, 
There's different levels to creation. There's domain, the inanimate object, there's somech, there's things that grow, there's chai, there's living beings, animals, then there's medaber, things that could speak, and then there's the yisrael, the Jewish person that could speak words of Torah and tefillah. And everything is a hierarchy. Everything goes on rungs of a ladder. The human being, Adam, is the one given the job to connect the very bottom rung of the ladder to the top of the ladder. The only way we could do that is if we're created with an aspect of us which is at the very end of everything. Because if we wouldn't have inside us something which is from the bottom, we would never be able to connect that part to the top. So Hashem had to create us the very last thing in the world on the days of creation. He created us after the animals because He wanted us to be able to include animals inside us in order that we could elevate and connect even the animals with our neshama. If we would have been created before animals, who is going to have the ability to take away this friction between animalistic desire and, and what's at the very top? So we have to take a human being and create him after the animals have been created, which means that we now incorporate somewhere inside the earth of our body, we have incorporated the animalistic desires and tendencies. And we can now connect that using our neshama and our mouths, our ruach mamalala to our Kaddish Baruch. And that's the brilliance of the Adam solving this issue of the Kinnah B'Mah So Adam is created after everybody because now we're going to be able to rectify and connect every single dot from the very bottom. But this Fasamis writes that since this is the case, we have to realize that we're going to go through a lot of dirt and a lot of mud until we've rectified everything. We shouldn't be surprised at ourselves that we're having these weird thoughts and bad desires and negative things going through our head. And where's this coming from? It's like, what do you mean where is this coming from? This is coming from the fact that you're, you have a body which is the biggest body in the world that's been created after an animal, which is the very bottom rung of the ladder. Now we have this unique ability to get through that and slowly climb out of it using our neshama, which comes in the very beginning before the world was created, so to speak, from HaKadosh Baruch Hu itself. But don't be surprised that there's a lot of mud and a lot of clarification and a lot of biru that's going to take place as we go through life. We have to. We don't have a choice. We need to clarify every single part of the world and get find the good and take it, extract the good and connect the old HaKadosh Baruch But we're going to have to go through the mud until we get there. This is what's going on in the... Three words that David Amalek writes in Tehillim, these three amazing, beautiful, deep words. We were created behind and we were created forward. That's the form and the depth and the secret of the human being, of Adam. And the Major says that if we if we merit, that means that if we live our lives, that our neshama is what guides our actions, our soul, the highest possible thing in the world is what guides our actions. Then we have to realize that we came before everything. Nothing came before us because we have a neshama, which is a chelak alakamimal from Akadish Baruch Hu, who came, who always was. He is and he always will be. But if we're not Zohar, and if we just forget about this neshama that's inside us and it stays dormant, and all we do is live our lives based on what our body pulls us to do, we have to realize that our body is, is lower than the animals. The body was created after the animals. And we truly came after the little bug and the little insect and the little fly. We came after everything. So creating us from two opposite ends of the world is the solution, but there's a big risk. Because if we don't realize the purpose of why it's like that, 
we could get stuck in the body and we could be after everything. But we also have the ability to connect to the neshama. When we connect to the neshama, then it's kadam sartani, we're before everything. The reason why it's like that is that now we have this unique ability and we're seriously the only ones that could do it. There is nothing else in the world besides for Adam who could literally connect Every single place in the world, every single act, every single entity to Akadosh Baruch Hu. We came after everything. And we came before everything. And we're together in one thing. The Ramah famously writes that in the blessing that we say after using the bathroom, we say, He who heals all flesh and does wonders. And the Ramah writes that the wonder that we're referring to over here is the wonder of the body and the soul staying together in one, in one existence. Because like we said, there's really a friction. The body wants to go down, the soul wants to go up, and it's a wonder, it's a pellet. It's just incredible that they stay in one body. The reason why this pellet takes place is in order that we are uniquely suited to connect and rectify everything, and we incorporate within inside us the domim, the tzomech, the chai, the medaber, and we bring them all up to HaKadosh Baruch Hu using our mouths, using our actions, using the mitzvahs, the unique 613 ways of connecting every single element of the world to HaKadosh Baruch. Now just to conclude, the, the world and the generations are in a decline. And we're constantly going, those moral values are going down, and we're constantly living in a new generation which is even lower than the generation before. And many of us wonder why it's like that. And many of us wonder how Mashiach is going to come. If we're going down and we're not going up, and we're not on the level of the previous generations, how are we going to bring Mashiach? And we've spoken about this many times. But let's try and understand this in the light of what we just spoke about today. Mashiach is going to come when we've come finished rectifying every single level. And when we talk about rectifying every single level, we mean connecting every single element and every single generation to HaKadosh Baruch And the only way to do that is for the world to decline and go to the bottom and for a Jew to get up and say that I connect that bottom to HaKadosh Baruch As the world goes down, we're given a new mission. Just like our body was created after everything, our generation is being put in a place where we're being asked and tasked, can we live in a world which has gone even further than the generation before and still use our mouths for Torah and for Tefillah and for Mitzvah to connect it and say that we see HaKadosh Baruch Hu in this world. When every single level of the world has been connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, every single rung has come together, the world is rectified and Mashiach comes. The world is declining for a reason because we have to see through the decline and say that everything is connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. How do we do that? How do we connect something so low to something so high? Because we have a neshama. In every generation, every single Jew has the same kind of shamash in the south to be tahori. So we could still see HaKadosh Baruch wherever we are. And we're uniquely suited to bring Mashiach. Because it has to be that we have to uncover a new level and a new connection of this rung to that rung. Which no generation did before us. We are the ones to do that. But we have to be zolcha. We have to merit, we have to see through it and not follow the body. If we follow the body, we're after the animals. But if we follow the neshama, we're kadam saratani, we're before everything. Kadam tolachamas we are the ones that are going to solve this kinah, this friction between the shamayim and the eretz. And ultimately, we're going to rectify everything until every rung of the ladder has been 
connect the Takadish Baruch Hu all the way to the very top. And that will be, when that will happen, Mashiach will come and reveal Hashem's light into the entire world.